get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 81st episode of the What Up Though Podcast. Yes, sir. Coming back off of a cool, uh, cool, well, cool week of plays. Uh, last week was uh, was was titled "The Bayhive." Beyonce's followers got a chill, and uh, that was pretty cool, fun episode. Um, there was no actual Beyonce slander. Uh, uh, well, well. It was more. So, I don't think I slandered Beyonce. It was so more much. so, yeah, tailored towards her crazy ass fans for the most part, but and that whack ass song. And uh, yeah, he, oh, he did hate the songs. After after we recorded that episode, I was thinking like, <laughs> how can you even really like a song with the lyric "I put my foot up, my foot"? Well, it says something like "my foot down, yeah, my foot up" or some shit like that. My foot, my foot up, yeah, my foot up or some dumb shit like that. Like, I liked it like the the. The my foot t- down, yeah, my hands up, or some stupid shit. Like, like the 2015 Hokey Pokey? Yeah, like, I'm just thinking, like, how... That's such a shitty lyric. My foot down, yeah, my hands up. I put my foot up, yeah, my foot up. Like, what kind of elementary-ass shit is this? Whatever. I, don't get me started. I'm gonna stop right now. I'm going to stop <laughs> yeah, right now. We're not going so to continue of, yeah. of uh, Beyonce this episode. That's last week. Yeah, that's last week. That's so like a week ago. Yeah, and I I gotta let Beyonce cook because I bought her uh I bought tickets to her concert. So, dude, <laughs> so did you have any like uh uh cold or some shit? Like, how'd you get like man? I, I felt I did. like I felt like those are like like the unicorn of tickets. I mean, I seen a, it is. I seen it a is. few folks that actually got them. I think my wife would have been when thrilled if I was able to get Beyonce tickets, but the way our checking accounts are set up. <laughs> right, <laughs> but you know, yeah. So yeah, so please man, uh, enlighten me. It was like, I don't know, man. I I I think I, I I didn't at the time think I got lucky, but now in retrospect, I think I got lucky. Like, um, so I noticed that the tickets for her Detroit show go on sale. I think this upcoming Monday for like the public, the public consumption. Okay, and then the pre-sale started on the fifteenth, which was this past Monday. And it says something like the pre-sale was for uh, Amex card holders and uh, Beehive. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like I guess people, members of the fan group, some shit okay. like that. I don't know. Whatever. You, the ba- you the part? Well, you you were part of the Beehive? No, but that's the catch. I so I thought like okay, so they sent out a a, a pre-sale code to members of the Beehive, and I'm like, all right, well. How secret can that shit be? If it's just like if it's just a code that's not no like private, yeah, private it's like, like group of folks and shit, right? So. so like, let's just say for instance that Beyonce has, we'll say a mm, hundred thousand. I don't know a hundred thousand Beehive members in Detroit, right? I thought, what are the odds that they're gonna send an email presale code? To these Beehive members, and that shit ain't gonna leak. 
So I just did like internet searches and I did a Twitter search for like, um, I think I put in like Beehive Presale Code Detroit, something like that on Twitter. And then I saw a tweet that said, uh, since all my friends already have tickets, here's the Beyonce Beehive Presale Code. And then I was like, all right, let me see if it worked. And I went onto the fucking website. This shit fucking worked. It worked. So I was like, "Now what well, shit?" That, what, so what did the what did that that code get you though? It got me to buy tickets because oh, the that tickets, was, okay. yeah, because they're not on sale yet. They don't go on sale for her Detroit show till Monday. So that's just for everybody who don't have a code or who don't have an Amex. So I was like, "Well, let me see if this code works, and I can buy tickets now." Because I figure, you know, you. You're cutting down on the amount of competition if you got a pre-sale code. So I was like, well, let me see if this shit worked. Sure enough, the shit fucking worked. And not only did it work, it worked, one, fairly late in the day. Like, I think I did it at, like, 3 in the afternoon. So it wasn't, like, 10 a.m., like, when tickets going to sell. That's crazy. Because I, I know did, like, a lot of places were, sell- were selling out, like, you know, relatively early and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people who... um, I didn't really give... Nobody actually asked me for the code. I would think that, like... People would have blown me up. Like, what's the code? What's the code? I think the only people, one person asked me for the code. I think the people who could have blown you up probably had them already, and the no, people that didn't, maybe, uh, probably didn't have the money for it. <laughs> so, but it's not expensive. That, so that's my exact question. Like, I didn't want to ask you know how much they were, but like, what's the ballpark of like the ballpark is normal fucking concert prices. And what I told uh, you know Cam. Uh, What's I can. Yeah. Yeah. He posted on my Facebook like like jokingly like, yeah, you only had to pay a million dollars for the tickets. And I'm like, man, don't believe what Twitter tells you. Because there was like mad Twitter posts or Facebook posts like, oh, I'm not going to pay $3,000 for Beyonce tickets and all this shit. And I'm like, don't believe that shit, dog. Like, they were regular fucking ticket prices. Yeah, they were high in the sense of like it being at Ford Field versus being at St. Andrews high. But when I told my wife, I was like, it didn't cost any more than it cost for us to go see uh, Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z at Ford Field like two, three years ago. Like, it wasn't wild. Like, I'm looking at the ticket prices like, wow, this is high. Like, it was regular ass prices. It was like, like, so say like uh, the cheapest level was like $45. Uh, then there was like 75 and then like 150 and then, like, then you start to get to the really, really high shit. And the crazy thing about it was that, like, once I got in with the, the Beehive pre-sale code, I thought I only had a hot-ass second to get these tickets because I figured I struck gold just to be able to get in. So I'm like, I got to snatch these tickets up real quick. So what I did was I put in, like, um, I, I selected the, I think the second cheapest at the time, which was, like, the $75 seats, and I immediately got two $75 seats and I was like cool and I almost bought them but they were like the $75 seats were like high as fuck like level 310 like high like far as shit and I was like well let me see if I can get closer and then I put in best available and then that gave me like really close seats like floor seats that were wild expensive but not wild expensive like what you what you were seeing on Twitter and shit like that wild expensive like uh, I think two was like six hundred dollars, something like that, which is high, but for Beyonce like, floor seats, it ain't like fifteen hundred dollars, right? You're you know not talking saying? about you know two thousand, three thousand dollars a seat and shit like that. 
So I was like, well, that's obviously that's more than I'm willing to pay. So then I selected like the, I think it was like one hundred something dollar seats, mm-hmm. and I got I got two of those, and they were available. So I I copped those like the ones that were one something, and that's dope. Though. They were like they're not even bad seats. They were like section one ten, like good ass seats, dog. And I'm like people like saying all this shit about. Beyonce tickets costing thousands of dollars a seat and shit like that. But then when you look at the posts, they're like VIP floor seats, like with the backstage meeting, I mean, all that crazy are they like, shit. Are they you know like what I'm saying? Eating with her and shit, like right, yeah. And I'm like, that's for the like the extra crazy shit. But like for regular ass seats, it's regular fucking concert prices, man. So like, yeah, it was expensive, but it wasn't expensive for what for what you were thinking going in. It was expensive just for having good seats at a Beyonce tour. But nothing that was crazy out of the crazy in the sense of like, I gotta make life alterations to afford these fucking tickets. So I I, I copped the two that were like, uh, one something a piece, and they they tax you on the fucking fees and shit like that. The man, fees are fucking fees are a bitch, though. dog. But so they tax me as fuck on the fees, but you can't really with the fees. Ninety times out of a hundred. I skip the fees and I'll go to the actual venue and buy the tickets outright and not pay really the fees. It, but you can't do right. You can't do that with the ticket pre-sale tickets. It I went on Ticketmaster, but then it it redirects you to the Ford Field website. So you buy them like you buy a Lions tickets. Oh, and shit. okay, okay. So it's through. It's basically through like the Lions website, and uh, it was it was normal shit, dog. It wasn't nothing crazy. I mean, like I said, it was expensive, but it was expensive. I mean, it was fucking Beyonce. Like, of course they're going to be expensive, but not expensive like what you were seeing on the on social media. It was normal fucking ticket prices. So I copped those and good to go. They they're not actually delivering the ticket tickets until Monday when the actual regular on sale date is. So I don't actually have the tickets yet, and they're going to be electronic or whatever. But uh, I should get them on Monday. So, yeah, it wasn't that crazy. Well, that's cool, man. I swear if I had, you know. The crazy thing is I could flip them bitches for like I was just about to say, thousands. Dude, and I was just about to say, dude, like I, if I started to the point I actually had extra, extra money like that, I would start buying tickets to shit I'm not even going to and just flip them. Because, you know, for shit like that, like if you would have bought the, you know, you bought the $75 ones and then you're like, I'm going to look for some other ones and didn't have the, the two, a pair of $75 ones, you could have got that money back plus some. Exactly. Like, so, the section I'm in is section 110. I could flip section 110 tickets for 1000 mm-hmm. Probably at least $1,000. At least $1,000. Here's the thing. Those. How bad do your wife want to go? <laughs> she want to go bad enough that we're not going to flip them. Like, we're, we're going to, like, it, it, we're going to end up going. Okay. But, yeah. I could, Never theoretically, mind. I could flip them for 4000 But, yeah. yeah it, I think it that's one of, I, I, I I think that's one of the things that I thought about. Like, man, I started getting extra money. I'm just start buying shit that I know people want to go to. I have no no wish to go to and just sell them because you're gonna get it. It's a good ass hustle. And then what I learned is like, because looking into it before I went to go buy the buy the tickets, the the ticket scalpers, the ones who buy them in bulk and then resell them, they have like these uh, they call like ticket bots or some shit like that, and it's like software that that automatically buys these tickets. Like it's, it's like a electronic process but the crazy thing is that you have to pay for the to to get these bots and the bots are like wild expensive though 
So it's like if you're not planning on making a, a I want to say a living off of that shit, it's not really worth doing. But if you plan on making a living off that shit, I mean, I figured it though, might be the move to make. But I mean, I figured what you could make it back theoretically in one transaction. Yeah, because like I was, I looked at prices for these these bots, and they were like seven hundred fifty dollars and like. Like wild expensive, a, but you, if you, you if you, you use a, it to get a Dell tickets, <laughs> now you've made that back, right, right? And now you've got, and now you're good. I just want you know, the bots as far as selling them. It's like bots that are like automatic software that oh, will like buy it okay. and buy them in bulk, and then you could just oh, okay get them. It's like that's how that's the reason why you can't like normal motherfuckers can't buy tickets because all these scalpers have these bots that scoop up eight tickets at a time, and they're like working multiple servers and all this crazy shit and those people scoop up all the tickets within seconds of them going on sale and then all the regular people who are just trying to go online are fucked and it's a fucked up system but at the same time if you end that system you money because like one you can do you could do that shit you can buy a, buy them in bulk and flip them and two you can basically be guaranteed to go to whatever show you actually personally want to go to so I mean, it's a good hustle, but I was looking like, well, I'm not trying to make a living off the shit. So I'm, and and the bigger factor is I don't have seven hundred fifty dollars to buy on (laughs) to spend on one of these bots. Yeah, and I mean, well, as far as buying, yeah, I can see that. But I think, yeah, with 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 technology and social media, you have no problem. You have no problem selling them, though. Hell nah. You could post on Twitter. You could post on Craigslist. You could post anywhere, and you had no problem selling them. Yeah, I could absolutely flip them tickets for a smooth several hundred percent profit. But, well, well, she's definitely going to want to go, so. That's what's up, man. It is what it is, but. I mean, you just, you can't think about what you would have made off of them. You just say, hey, we bought these tickets so we can go, so. Yeah, and and what I told her was, like, it it costs us a lot of money to do it. But at the same time, I was looking like, well, this is the hottest ticket on the streets. And I've already got them beforehand. It's like, when you get an opportunity to buy tickets that are going to sell out within seconds. You kind of, if you have it at the time, you just kind of got to make that move and then just like deal with the repercussions after the fact. And I was like, you know, we can, we make enough money to to where we can throw some money back in our savings to, uh, to offset that, right. To offset that cost. Whereas like, you know, at the time it was like, okay, it's taxing us a little bit for me to buy these tickets, but at the same time, it's like I made a lot of moves to be able to buy these tickets. I had to find this fucking code and do all this shit, and you worked for it. Yeah, I worked for <laughs> it. It's hard to come by. I got the opportunity, grab it, and then we'll deal with the, we'll deal with recouping the funds after the fact. So it's worth it. I mean, shit. You know? I th- I I I tweeted this. Um... Right when she started, uh, when she announced her con- uh, her concert series, like she picked tax season, right, <laughs> to get this shit going. Niggas like fuck it. Yep, I was just doing the whole money thing off the hand uh, thing. And the show um, was not till June, so we got time to. And she actually pushed it back because it was supposed to be in May. Yeah, it was and May. It, and I heard a lot of people were pissed. I don't know why, but people yeah, were pissed. like they had plans for May, like they had plans for June, and it's like, oh, now oh, it's in June. Now I right. can't go. Like, now I can't go. It's fucking Flag Day. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> flag Day. <laughs> yeah, June 14th, Flag Day, man. Is it really Flag Day? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? 
I don't know. Flag but that, day. <laughs> flag day used to be the day you got out of, got out of school. <laughs> when I was younger, I always remembered the fourteenth and Flag Day because you got out of school. <laughs> and ask me what the fuck is Flag Day and what it actually means. I have no idea, no clue. And I don't, I'm not even going to look it up. Who cares? But it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I remember Flag Day, June fourteenth. So it's like yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I caught those tickets and it was uh, it was a good move. So that's what's up. So we, uh, well, moments ago, uh, we you know, so our our, our typical like. Pre-gaming, it's like we do our cigars, all that bullshit. But then we actually actually talk about like what the fuck we're going to talk about. And so I ended up tweeting like maybe ten minutes ago, just randomly, like, "Hey, we about to go on, you know, record, you know, what questions do you have?" And so a couple of people actually uh, tweeted us back, which is kind of cool. It's like I feel like I know that we're not like we're not the read famous, but I feel like I really uh-huh. enjoy the. Uh, the people that actually interact with us and stuff. So yeah, yeah. What up, though, to y'all? So uh, the first question was from. Uh, I'm excited. I have no idea what these questions are. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm excited. That's, I, I wasn't gonna tell you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's nothing really crazy, but you know, I'm but, just excited to have fucking interaction, man. I don't right, fuck. right. Interaction is dope. No, no shade to you, but right. right. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's no, nice no, to have no. somebody. I don't take it. Nice to be able to interact with somebody other than you. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get I that like, interaction. Like some shit my wife would say. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the first, the first one was from. Uh, uh, Twitter name is uh, my name is Jamma. She says, "What up, Tam?" Uh, right. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I wish I could see this look this nigga just gave me. That's it. <laughs> yes. So I've heard that. Before. <laughs> Next, I've no. heard. <laughs> I've heard that before, and I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? Well, I know 150 percent where I know it from, which is from the Batman movie. Yes, the very first Batman movie. Yes. But that's not a question. Like, I mean, like, well, I, yeah, I don't think she was actually, you know, one of the serious answers. Oh, okay. I, but I, I was thinking we was gonna I didn't, get good ass questions. And I didn't shit. know. I didn't know what I, I heard it. I'm like, what the fuck? So I ended up searching it, and then you know, uh, yeah. So I seen it was from Batman. So, um, ooh, that's but, a good segue. But we'll continue. We're gonna go. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. So we, we're gonna go back to that. Um, Got something for your bitch. Ass, well, should, should we do that now since we're talking about Batman? Or yeah, fuck it. Go I ahead. mean, yeah, we can't. All right, so, um, uh, so, uh, what's his, what, what's Louis' Twitter name? Mister Bully Four Hundred Four or something like that. Uh, some, yeah. it's something like that. Yeah. But um, he uh he tweeted me something about yeah, Mister Bully Four Hundred Four. Yeah, I was talking about uh obsessive fans and shit. I, uh, we were talking about the I think it was he was responding to um the Beyonce shit that I talked about last week. Maybe I don't know. Whatever he can correct me if I'm wrong, but he was saying something about Batman fans and saying that Batman fans are crazy because fans of Batman think that they always try to rationalize a way to where Batman is better than every superhero. How he he can defeat every superhero given like time and and thought and consideration, all this shit. He can find a way to defeat every superhero, even though he has no powers and all other superheroes have powers. And he said that the obsessiveness of Batman fans has sullied him to has sullied his Batman fandom. Like that he don't really fuck with Batman like that anymore because Batman's fans have turned him off from that. Which is which is kind of related to how I feel about Beyonce fans. And aside from the fact that he's a bitch for <laughs> for, for slandering Batman, <laughs> aside from that fact. It made me wonder. I I don't know how much you are into superheroes or comics, but do you have like a favorite, 
a favorite superhero or comic book person? Because we never talked about, we've never talked about like that shit on the on the podcast before. Maybe we've talked about like TV show, superhero TV shows, or movies. I think, but like um, it was, it's always been like it's between like it's between like Superman and Batman, and I kind of lean towards Batman. I think most people do, and I think that's interesting because like. Like he mentioned, Batman is well. Like he didn't mention it, but like a lot of people say, Batman is one of the few A-list superheroes that doesn't have any powers, and I think that endears him to a lot of fans. And um, I've always been a big Batman fan just because of the fact that um, Batman was kind of like the superhero that I grew up on for the most part. Like I really dig the. Um, did you ever watch the old Adam West 1960s or 70s Batman I've show? I've seen it, but yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that shit a lot when I was a kid. I thought that was dope. I liked the uh, the very first Batman movie from 1989 with Michael Keaton as Batman and uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really liked that movie. Um, I think, that was, I think uh, Jack Nicholson was my favorite... Uh, my favorite Joker. Joker, yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, I say that thinking that people could think otherwise. Like, I don't see anybody could really think otherwise. Well, I mean, well, people are gonna like the Heath Ledger, the he, Heath Ledger Joker. They like him because he did. <laughs> like, no, I mean, honestly, I thought he was okay, but like, he doesn't touch Joker. He doesn't touch Jack Nicholson to me, though. Oh, he has some great qualities. Man. He has some great qualities, but I felt like it's like it's like I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm gonna open up a whole like, <laughs> like you're gonna upset people who yeah, who like, are who, who are prepared to be upset by our podcast, n- right? Right, <laughs> like everybody. Like I thought I fuck with the niggas, but now right. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I won't even. Never mind. Yeah, but yeah, I thought I thought Heath Ledger was dope. Like he's the close second. He's the only other Joker I would put you know to him, but. Man, Jack Nick, he 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 sold that shit, man. I mean, and that's not taken away from from Heath Leather Ledger, <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. But continue. Sorry. No, I, I I didn't have much to say on the topic. I just I just feel like um, with Batman, Batman I think was kind of one of those superheroes as far as like as far as um, mainstream and being in movies and TV shows and shit. He's that superhero that kind of resonated with everybody Mm -hmm. and was one of those big ones that everybody knew about, everybody fucked with. And so I could see how you could say, like, everybody's so crazy over Batman and they think he's so great, but there's so many other superheroes that are also awesome and that they could kick his ass and all this shit like that. Right, right. But for me, I've always did Batman's darkness. Like, I, I like dark movies. I like dark superheroes. All that, like scary violent uh dark shit that deals with like deep ass issues and shit like that all that kind of shit always has been dope to me so that helped me uh that factored into my <clears throat> into my love for batman as far as joker as far as the joker goes the the jack nicholson joker was the shit and i think that if anybody were to say what what well what you just said that they think the Jack Nicholson Joker is better than the Heath Ledger one, that's valid. Like you you can't. That's one of those things. It's a matter of opinion. Like that Joker might resonate with you. No, that's more. fucking fact. 
Okay. It's all like me. Like, that's, no, that's fact. If you don't agree with me, you wrong. But uh, that You're Joker a- can resonate with people. And I mean, he, he he did a hell of a Joker, though, man. He did a hell of a Joker. Yeah, it 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 really kind of boils down to what Joker you prefer, because in all comics, with all heroes and with all villains, they've all been depicted differently depending on who writes it. So it's kind of like you have a Joker, like Jack Nicholson's Joker, who might resonate with people more, who are more of a fan of that style of Joker, and then you might have people who the Heath Ledger version resonates with them more. So it's, they were both great. Um, I think for me, um, I prefer the Heath Ledger version, Heath Ledger version, because I feel like the Heath Ledger version is more akin to the versions of the Joker that I like. So, um, but they're both great. Yeah, yeah I, I can say I enjoy both, but if, I can't understand how somebody could not like Batman. Like, no, Batman's my personal favorite superhero. Su- su- uh, Superman was mine, you know, when I was uh, when I was really young. But I, I think, like I say, the darkness of 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 Batman appealed to me. Um, I loved his storyline. Uh, I just it's, mm-hmm. I, everything with that. You know, I I would I would probably pick Batman over. And he had a cool ass car. Superman didn't have a cool <laughs> fucking car. So that was definitely a plus. A cool ass car. <laughs> so that was always a plus. So I yeah. almost we can't I I don't think we should do it, but I almost I almost like the idea of naming the episode he had a cool ass car. <laughs> yeah. Well it's well, like a, it, well, kind of a dope we, title. Well, we he can talk cool about that afterwards car. if unless our other top unless we talk about more uh subjects that actually fits the other one we had in mind but we had figured that out yeah i yeah. like he had a cool ass car that's a yeah, that's a he had a cool ass he car. had a cool ass car man <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm going with that one so but yeah so so the second question uh we had oh fuck louise sorry all right continue oh yeah shout out to <laughs> louise and fuck louise yeah um so the second question we had was and that was from uh better the great shout out to him he's always been real uh interactive with us yo before you read this question side note um when he talked about the extreme sausage sandwich from jack in the box (laughs) it just fit i'm sorry (laughs) it did um i i ran a quick google search for um jack in the box locations and there aren't any that are really close but uh there's one in the closest ones are in i think it was like indianapolis or somewhere in indiana and then cincinnati Four or five hours away? Yeah, whichever one is closer. Indianapolis or Cincinnati, I think. Let's do this search right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's something like that. Uh, looking at the map, I think the Indiana one may be closer, but it kind of depends. Because Cincinnati is toward the southern southern side of uh, Ohio. But, yeah, they they were fairly, fairly even in distance. So I thought, like, huh. Because you had asked about... Road tripping to, I don't know, somewhere far, for for what was it? Oh, for uh, to go to Pennsylvania for the cigar oh, international. The, yeah, I'll, and that's an eight hour drive. Right, and I was like, I'll go to fucking get an extreme sausage sandwich. Of course, I'll go to cigars international. So, yeah, um, if so, I go eight hours for cigars, I'll definitely go for four hours for an uh, extreme sausage sandwich. Pause. <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> 
Uh, well, because I'm going to, uh, currently, if nothing else stops my plans, I'm going to uh, Mustang Week in Myrtle Beach in, in July. South Carolina? Uh, I think Myrtle Beach is South Carolina. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so I was uh, looking to see if that was on the path. Of <laughs> Can I get some s- extreme sausage in right, South right, Carolina? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, no. I was saying not, not Jack and Box, the, the cigar place. Oh, okay. No, no, not that. <laughs> Fuck that. No. Uh, I mean, I would do that, but um, so I was looking on there, but it's kind of out of the way. So I'm like, I can't do that. Because that'd be dope because, you know, I want to take cigars anyway down there and right. so forth and so on. So, okay, so I've looked up Jack in the Box, and Indiana seems to have the closest locations based on the zip code I put in. I figure it, either but, location can't be more than like four hours tops. Okay, so I'm going to click. If that. All right, so get directions. So in... I think I think this should be a this could be a podcast. Uh, hey, four hours. You ain't got to convince me to drive four hours for sausage. Pause. Four, <laughs> four hours and nineteen <laughs> minutes. Cut it down to about three three and a half three hours forty. Yeah, I drive that four for an extreme sausage sandwich. Pause. Yeah, I do it. So that's okay. That was fourteen. Wait, I think it was one that was closer. I'm looking at it now. Sorry, let's see. Uh, oh, four hours and seven minutes. So, the one in Cincinnati is the closest at uh, four hours and seven minutes. Yeah, I do it. I say we need to do it. And them fire ass fucking egg rolls that they have Jack in the Box. <laughs> I drive. I drive four hours for that. I do it. But I'm a piece of shit, so I would do that. I would do it. So, so. Yeah, we need to make that happen this summer. <laughs> what up, though? Episode 100. Right. Live right. from Jack in the Box in Cincinnati. Dude, that would actually, let's see, <laughs> like, four. So, we're at, so that's like 20, 20 weeks. What does that put us at? Uh, Perfect March, ass fucking weather. 4, 8, that's what 12, it puts us at. March, that's 8, what it puts 8, us at. June, July, August. <laughs> right. Like Perfect fucking weather. That's what it puts us at. Yeah. The uh, 100 episode, we need to push for that. I think we need to push for that. <laughs> episode 100 of Jack in a Box in Cincinnati. So this is the thing. So do we, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, do we drive four hours, eat, hit the road, and drive right back? Well, no. Because that's going to be fucked up. Yeah, no. You got to. But what else, there, what else is there to do in Cincinnati? I don't know. But, <laughs> like, can we drive to, four hours, drive to Cincinnati, eat, find a cigar bar, come back home the next day or some shit? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's tomorrow's problem. It's yeah, my that's favorite. tomorrow's problem. Yeah, but that's my favorite phrase. Ideally, that's I would say problem. it could be a uh, leave early in the morning on a Friday, on a Saturday morning, get there. If you can get that for breakfast, that'd be dope. Just because it, it's twenty four hours and they serve breakfast twenty four hours. Okay, bet. <laughs> so leave, no, leave no there, time restrictions. Leave there in the morning. Leave here in the morning. Get there at noonish. Had it fucking food. Find cigars. Do some crazy shit, and then leave in the morning. I think that'd be dope. Find some old swank ass bullshit ass fucking <laughs> motel, and then record <laughs> everything, and then have the post for the next week. That'd be dope. Dog. I think it'd be dope, dog. That'd be dope. I mean, I figure what we might spend like a hundred bucks or some shit. Right? Yeah, it would be crazy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be dope. We need to plan for that for the hundreds. 
I think so. Yeah, that's that's it. We, we we're gonna we're gonna uh, we need to get approval from our wives, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get our, we gotta get our wives to sign our permission slip. Right, right. <laughs> and then after that, we. Good. I was uh, I was I was shocked. My wife was really uh, open. She was really easy when she asked about when I told her about the the trip to uh, Myrtle Beach. But she know I'm going with my uncle, and she was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, well, shit, what about anybody else? <laughs> and she was like, nah, I don't trust the mother niggas. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> don't be Chris. Right. <laughs> she like, fuck Chris and the other <laughs> motherfuckers. So, yeah, so, yeah, we need to plan that. I think that'd be dope. Maybe somebody else want to go. We'll figure it out. So, Who wouldn't want to go <clears> get <throat> extreme sausage sandwiches? You know, Nobody. I think, I think everybody I, would do I that. I think Slap would do it. No. Um, what the fuck? I think my my phone can't be dead. I re, I be oh shit it is. Fuck. I don't I don't even have a cord either. I don't even know what the fuck happened to the other cord. I, I thought go, it was like in this corner of shit. I can go get one from the car if I absolutely have to. But I have kinda because I have my I have my topics in there and we haven't even talked about them yet. So all right, well go ahead. I'll, well, I'll pick- I think I might. I could probably remember them. So if I need to, I'll go. But if not, all right. So let's just, let's just roll. Getting back to, but uh, I can't read the article though. But you can pull it up on the. Uh, where was the, the email. article from? Gardner's oh, Gardner's article. Okay, cool. I'm actually I'll sign into the email. Um, so Beta Gray, his actual Twitter question. Let me get back to it. Was yeah. who else should step up in your opinion, or who would you like to see continue the? Formation and or Kendrick Lamar's message as far as I guess I'm assuming um, based on just the way blacks are treated uh, police brutality things of that nature like who who uh, what other artists you think and he actually ended it with the uh, hashtag cold so I'm assuming he oh, was that was my cold. first thought <laughs> because I, I can't really think of anybody other than them too other than them too so my first thought was J. Cole. So if he, he put J. Cole in, that was an obvious um, suge- suggestion. So, um, yeah, J. Cole. Um, I can't I can't really think of anybody else, honestly. Because, like, right now in the hip-hop, in the hip-hop climate, it's mainly about whipping nanes and... and Millie Rocks and whatever the fuck dances and shit like that. First no, off, Millie Rock is a horrible song. It's, it's terrible. It's, ho- it's horrible. Um, I can't think of anybody who what the fuck I would look at as being somebody who would do that. What 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 is what what the fuck? I just clicked on the article that Garnell posted. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's a proper reaction. <laughs> the picture has some chick with a strap on. So yeah, yeah. and then as I scroll down, there's a chick with a. Uh, plastic dildo on her face oh okay so yeah anyhow um so yeah j cole but i think then i think we've had artists in our past that have have stood for like the same things that a kendrick lamar has done that a beyonce is doing and the focus wasn't on brutality and things of that nature as it is now and i think it's always it's kind of been like you know I feel like Tali Kweli has always been for the struggle of folks, yeah. you know, and and maybe a few of the artists I probably can't think of at the moment, but he sticks out to me as that. And so I think 
you know, as of now, if I wanted to hear, you know, an artist or someone who would come out and actually speak something that I would, you know, co-sign, you know, we, we said, you know, during our pregame, we sat and we listened to, oh, uh, yeah. to Killer Mike. Yeah, he and, did a good one. He and he, one. uh, you know, did the intro for, uh, Bernie Sanders at Morehouse and that was fucking awesome. I mean, he talked about just, you know, discrimination just that day from secret service dudes who were, you know, uh, guarding, um, Bernie Sanders and things of that nature. So I think, you know, killer Mike would definitely would be one of the people. And, uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, that video of his intro, I, we have posted on the, uh, what up though page on a Facebook and um, Twitter page, but he would definitely be one of the people, but I felt like, you know, I feel like J Cole, J Cole would be one of the people that I would like to, I mean, I, I think it would be cool to see. I think he, you know, he, he would do it. I think it'd be dope, but killer Mike definitely. Um, oh no, man. I, would, I think I would like to see a lot of artists, man, that we, that we, that we look at, you know, make more, make more of a conscious effort to include a lot of the things that's going on in their stuff. You know, even if it's not even just rhyming, man, just, you know, just speaking out. You know, another, another <clears throat> good one would be David Banner. Yeah. David Banner really, really trumpets the cause pretty well, too. He does. He does. Although he says some real weird shit, even in his cause. You know, I think he had, he had, did, he had tweeted some shit about, um, it was like some old respectability, you know, I don't, some about women, women gaining respect for women that don't dress like they want respect or some crazy shit. Okay, well, I'll take it back. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought David Banner sounded like a guy, but it sounded like David Banner might be No, he was dope for a while. He was dope. His message was dope for a while. Then he did some old respectability on some old women need to dress to respect or some crazy shit. Okay, well, never shit. mind. I'll take that back. But, I mean, you know, I'm glad you brought him up because um, he was on a good track. And then he kind of, like, went, like, Tyrese on us and shit. Ugh. Ugh. Like he was we can't so, lose David Banner. He was so, I feel like we need to like I think we need to I think we need to snatch up David Banner. We need to snatch up Kanye and we need to put them niggas in and in, in like, you know, solitary confinement and fix them niggas. <laughs> Somebody has said I seen a tweet and I can't, I can't remember it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of uh Kendrick is what Kanye wanted to be as yeah, far I as the message or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think Kanye ever wanted to be that. No. Kanye has never been the the uh pro pro black uh whatever you want to call call it. Kanye's never been that. Um I do think Kanye is losing it. Um yeah. I just and it's sad to say it, but I really do think like he's like he may have like some serious serious fucking issues yeah i think i think he might and you know i seen you know i seen a couple of tweets or things of the nature or something about you know what 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 great artist never was you know afflicted or had issues but i'm like that's just a problem these, <laughs> these great artists that you tell about whatever the motherfuckers dead they don't fucking od'd or committed suicide or <clears throat> or some of the crazy shit did you see uh the fashion show what fashion show? Kanye's fashion show. Oh no, no, I no, I didn't, I didn't see it. So, I'm trying to watch the the the, the fashion show. He had posted it was supposed to be on. Uh, is it title? 
Yeah. Uh, the Jay Z is it titled? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I always want to call it Tadal, but please don't. Please. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm mad you even said that just now. Um, yeah, title. Let's title. title. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's another one of those things I always see the word and never hear it. But it's like okay. some method man shit, Tadal. No, no, it's not. It's a uh, Snoop shit. The dude that was uh, on one of his interludes and shit from uh, uh, what was Snoop album? What was the uh, Doggy Style album? Uh, you ever heard the dude one of the on the interludes to say Tadal? Oh, Tadal. Oh, no, that's different. Yeah, Tadal. Tadal. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, he did his uh, Yeezy Season 3. yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't feel so bad now that you actually say Oh, it. no, Tadal. yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know Tadal. Doggy Style. I think Tadal. I know my Doggy Style better than I know, better than I know what, what my son likes and shit like that. I mean, shit, you know, your son came after that shit. He did, know? yeah. Right, so. Um, but, yeah, so, he, he had the Season 3... Uh, at Madison Square Garden, and so I'm crazy. I'm, I'm tired that you ain't even like. If like I feel like you don't know nothing about the whole thing. No, I know about it. I just didn't see it. The Yeezy season three. Yeah, I, I know about it. I just didn't see it. So first off, I'd just like to say that Kanye's clothing is trash. True. True. Um, there's nothing redeemable about anything that he's made. <clears throat> nope. This nope. shit is awful. Correct. Let's just get that out there. I love Kanye as an artist, um, musical artist, but this whole fashion thing is fucked. So anyhow, so it's on title, and you go to their page, and you can't fucking stream it. It's supposed to start at four. You can't get into it. Now, but if you go to other people's pages who's posted the link, you can actually see it. It's crazy as shit. I couldn't see it from title's actual page, but it was like, Cosmopolitan or some crazy title, shit. Title's a fucking disaster. Why don't you? Whatever. Though. Why wouldn't you use just YouTube? YouTube stream. YouTube stream works awesome. I've seen got every, money invested in title. That's that's yeah. I shit. mean, I get it, and and that's why they said. But if that it don't work, he released his album through title, and they said that people uh, took his album from like torrents and all that shit like a right. record five hundred thousand fucking times. Correct. If you just release it on fucking, which I don't agree because I don't have iTunes or have an Apple product, you could have released it on fucking iTunes and that is, and got more sales, right. whatever the case. So anyway, they got this this like mountain of like a stage and shit. You got all these random ass motherfuckers standing out there, and they're like dressed in his clothes. It got to be, I don't know, maybe shit maybe a hundred fucking models out there and they're just standing like it was like some like zombie land shit okay and so they're all standing out there so you finally see him come out he's like he's on the floor but in like one of the vestibule areas where it's like walking off to like the you know whatever it's like the soundboard's there. This nigga has a lap, kind of like picturing a laptop with standing there, and he's playing songs from his album off the laptop. <laughs> like, and that's it. He played all his songs off the new album, and uh, that was it for the most part. So wait, so did he? Play the songs and then like have a fashion show where like people are like, walking down. They the not way no. Or... Them niggas just standing out, dog. They just standing on the fucking on the fucking mountain of stage. There. Did he at least perform the songs? Like this nigga was out in a big ass red sweater, a baseball cap, and was just talking about the album. 
Okay. That's it. That's all the nigga did. Hmm. Okay. And people were raving. You had, you know. <laughs> people were raving. Yeah, you know. This about, is the greatest artistic movement of the 21st century. Well, not, not, not <laughs> raving as in, like, actually rave, but, like, you know, they were supportive of the shit. And then he had, like, so he had, <laughs> and so the question I had, I'm watching it, and I'm seeing all these models just standing there, and they're just doing nothing. And I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, I wonder what kind of rules they had. Like, what was the model rules? Sure as shit, I go to Twitter, and they're like, they gave them rules of, like, what to do on stage and so forth. Stand there. Be calm. Be strong. Be neutral. Do <laughs> not break the rules. I'm literally reading the rules. Uh, stand straight. No sexy posing. Keep your assigned position on the floor. Do not ever look at the jubbletron. No sitting down. Concentrate. Focus. <laughs> Concentrate. No sharp movements. Natural movements. Show pride. Hold your position. Stay in character. Yeah, this is the shit that they told them to do. It all, all those rules sound like be still. Yeah, they all are be still. Basically. <laughs> it just sounds like be still. And, and then be quiet, please. No whisper. No smile. No dancing. No singing unless instructed. No eye contact. No acting. No fast movement. So be still. <laughs> basically, be it, still. It basically, Don't do shit. Just stand there. Basically, be still. Hmm. So, yeah, it was it okay. was very melodramatic. I said, I'm thinking my internet's trash. I can't figure out why the <laughs> fuck I can't watch it. My shit is buffering. Like I'm no, looking at, dude, I'm it's looking not at moving. It, but a lot of people was having issues with that, and I'm looking at it. I'm seeing people tweet it, and they were like, some people were in it and they were watching it. And I couldn't get in it for the longest, and then I finally got it. And I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this shit? Yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty trash. So I think this is a good segue to discuss the album. Sure. Yeah. So what you think of the album, The Life of Pablo? One shitty title, but go ahead. Um, very I, shitty title. I cosign. Shitty title. Um, I think Waves within a shitty title. Uh, I think. Out. All the titles were shitty. All the titles were <laughs> shitty. The the cover was shitty. Uh, yeah, it just was all terrible. I don't think there was nothing about the titles that I like. I don't know what he could have named it. I feel like he could have went with the the graduation theme and put like some like. That's what I say. He should have named it a doctorate. Doctorate post grad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it could have been a ton of things he could have named it and. That would have been great, but but those names don't fit with the theme of the song versus the theme of the album versus the other albums. Like the other albums, kind of had had that theme. This is totally different than uh, college dropout, late registration, and graduation. So if you name a doctorate and it's like or post grad or whatever, and it's completely fucking different than those three, then it doesn't really work. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, but. Yeah, it, it it it's a totally separate uh totally separate piece. So uh yeah, so what you think? I I think it's just okay. Um No Parties in LA is probably my favorite song on there. Um and I felt like he kinda channeled older Kanye with that. That's what I felt too um, about, about that one. I, I thought that uh Kanye I mean I'm sorry, that Kendrick was uh a good addition to that song. Um, 
and that was like my bit the, my my favorite song on there. Um, I can't say I've really listened to it from like you know start to finish, but that's definitely my my favorite song on there, and I'm kind of up in the air with it. Uh, looking at it, I think Waves is okay. Uh, I didn't really care for Facts. Um, I really haven't had a chance to really listen to uh, Ultralight Beam. I started it, but I didn't finish it. Um, highlights was just kind of the one with Young Thug. Ah, um, I started listening to Real Friends. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't listen to the one with Andre 2000. Now, is that actually on it? Andre, it- he ain't even on the shit. Okay. So, yeah. That's a reach. So, so what is he doing on the song? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear Andre 3000 on the song. I have no idea. So, did he do some production or some shit? I have or? no fucking clue. I don't know. I don't hear anything from Andre on that shit. Um, I think that... It's tough because Kanye West albums have such a, a high standard to live up to. And you look at... Yeezus was so wildly different from what we expect from him that a lot of people looked at it as whack because it was so wildly different. And I think on its own, as its own album, it's decent. I feel like it was an experiment that didn't quite live up to what he wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. With this one... I feel like this is a new experiment that also doesn't quite live up to what he wanted it to be. I see a lot of like, oh, this is amazing. And then I see a whole lot of, oh, this is horrible. Which is the exact same reaction that came out for Yeezus. And this one, I think the second half of the album is pretty strong. I like everything from Real Friends After. Okay. The first half is I could do with I could do without it. It's nothing really that is like okay, I want to I want to hear this again or uh, it doesn't really have any replay value the first half. It's like eh, it's okay. The ultralight beam shit um it has a very gospel theme to it. I don't I I I'm very conflicted on it cuz it's like Part of me likes it, but the most of the part of me that likes it likes Chance the Rapper's uh, ver- uh, verse on it. So, like, if Chance the Rapper wasn't on it, I don't know if I would really play that song. But I like his part of it so much that it makes me kind of fuck with the song. The rest of the first half is very... It's, it's, I'm so indifferent toward it. It's like, okay, I can listen to it without skipping a track. But at the same time, there's nothing that I really feel like I like the song and I want to hear it again. Okay. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever. I can do with it. I can do without it. Uh, the second half I like, um, uh, uh, like you said, the uh, No Parties in LA is definitely my favorite song on the album. And like you said, also, it's the only song that kind of feels like actual Kanye West music. Like old school not even just old school but just like something that he would make that fits his mold that we would expect from him even if it's different from the original shit it's Mm -hmm. still true to him 
and it's st- even though it's new and different and a different type of sound than he did with his first three albums, it still is. It's like Kanye, but new Kanye. So it's like I still fuck with it, and that's my favorite song in the album. Kendrick is great on it. Um, the Real Friends is probably like my second favorite track, but only because uh, with Wolves, I really, really liked when he premiered Wolves on SNL with Sia on it and with, uh, I think, Vic Mensa, who I don't know who that is, but I know he's on it. Um, That version that he did on SNL was great. I, I loved heard that. that. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And then the album version don't have neither one of them on it. It's just him. Really? Yeah, it's just him, and it's like, it's the same sound, but it's totally it's a totally different song to me. And I, I don't... I like it still because it is the same song, but I like it way less without them on it. If it was a fully mastered, uh, full song, because I mean SNL, he he, it, the SNL version is like two and a half minutes. It was you know it's just SNL. Um, if it was a full four five minute fully mastered version of what he did on SNL, it would absolutely be my favorite song on the album by far. But as it is, it's probably my third favorite song on the album, See, and it's disappointing. I have this. I have this theory about Kanye is that I really think that Kanye doesn't want anybody to outshine him at anything. And I feel like if that song was great and other artists were actually good, he doesn't want them. Like I have this theory that he does. He wants to be single, single out as the best thing ever. And I think that's going to stifle him in his career, like from features, you know, things like that. He wants to be the he wants to be the only spotlight. Like, did you see the picture when he was talking about his album? It was him sitting on the couch with uh, with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. They both on like this. I'm gonna say love seat, like small couch, and the spotlight is on him. And you see Kendrick sitting on the side and shit. I didn't see that, but that sounds very kind. And I felt like that was like tiny ish. I felt like that was like. A, a description of him in general, how he is. Like, nothing can outshine him. And what I thought was kind of crazy about the album, you know, one song where he's talking about, you know, Ray J and, you know, how both of them hit it. And, like, that's your fucking wife, dog. Why the fuck is you talking about? I just could I, I couldn't see me, you know, talking about my wife like, you know, I know your baby daddy hit it first, but, you know, like, nigga, are you fucking serious, dog? Yeah. And it, it just, I think, yeah. like, I don't I, I don't know if it's, like, a a deep-seated just disrespect to just women or just your baby, your, not your baby mom, your, your, your wife? Like, are you serious? I couldn't imagine saying no shit like that. That's just nuts to yeah. me, dog. Yeah, I think, um, I think at this point, and I may be reaching, but I feel like his career is an as a musical artist might be done. I don't I don't really see him, I I don't see him putting out another great album because he's way too involved in wanting to be down with like the fashion industry and his shoes and his clothes and all that shit that nobody who fucks with him cares about. Nobody who fucks with him when he came to the industry who fuck with his music, none of these people care about his t-shirts or his pants or any of that shit. Nobody cares. That shit is important to him, but all the people who have put him to where he is right now 
none of them care about that shit. Right. And that that shit is not gonna make or break him. And it only would it it would make him if he was amazing at fashion like he used to be at music, but he's not. His clothes are ugly and his twi- his tweets are garbage. He's looking borderline crazy. And if you don't have the music to offset that offset your fucking crazy tweets and all the other shit that you do, if you don't have the music to offset that, you're fucked. And I think he might be fucked at this point. And I don't see any way he can really recover. I don't think he's going to come back with a with another classic album. Nah. I mean, it, it, it bothers me because I feel like he could be the guy I feel like he could be the guy that he thinks that he is. He he says like I'm the Michael Jordan and Steph Curry of music. And this is about to be the greatest album of all time. He thinks that he's way better than he is at this point. Like, he's not putting out this. Whether you think that his current album is amazing or you think it's average or you think it's whack, I think that there's 100% agreement that his current album does not live up to what he said it would be. No, he. I think he said something about some shit about being the best in the universe or some crazy shit and... It's not. It's not even the best that he's done. Exactly. It doesn't rank higher than anything he's done at all. And so, like, I just people are trying to decide which album they hate more, Jesus or this one, or which one is the least of his albums. Even if you like them both, which one is the least? Like, there's nobody who's putting either of his last two as their top in their list. These last two are, in everybody's opinion, his worst albums. His least two albums. And if, Which and, one is worse than the other? And if you go by that, he's on a decline. He's on a he's steady absolutely, decline. He's then. absolutely on a decline. And it's crazy because, like, for Kanye West, his bar is so fucking high that, like, I look at this current album, it's actually being, I think, a a strong, a strong album. Like, it's like, it's almost like it's not bad, it's not great, but it's a in especially in the landscape that we live in right now with hip hop music, it's a very respectable piece. But in the scope of Kanye West discography and what the kind of music that his fans are accustomed to having, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> so it's like yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it on its own rights, it's it's decent. But what we expect from him, it doesn't live up. To, it doesn't live up to the bar at all. And I feel like with his focus on, he seems way more intent on being down with fashion people. Like, and to be perfectly blunt, he seems like he's way more interested in being down with white folks than he is with putting out good music. Did you hear that he like asked Mark? Uh... Zuckerberg? Is it Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg, yeah, for money to... Like a billion dollars or some shit? Yeah, and... What he... What he fails to realize is that nobody cares about that shit. Like, that's important to him, but he could tweet it on Twitter. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. Like, hey, Mark Zuckerberg, help Kanye West fund his fashion shit. Nobody... He... Do you know why why he's asking for the billion? Because he's saying that he wants to... He wants Mark Zuckerberg to help him fund his visions. Like... For shit that goes beyond music. So whether it's fashion or whatever he might have planned. He wants Mark Zuckerberg to help him fund his vision to give art 
to the community, which if he put that idea out after graduation, maybe people would support him. But you can't put out shitty music or I'm not going to say it's shitty because it's not shitty because like, I don't like the fact that people say this album is whack because like when we're living in an age where Future and Young Thug and and shit like that is what's popping, a Kanye West album can never be whack. And it's not whack by any means. I don't think it's whack. It's not whack I, at I don't all. Think it's whack. The the absolute worst you can say is that it's not for you. Like I don't like this. This is not something that I want to listen to. But to say it's whack, that's a stretch. It's not whack. It's just not it just might not be for you. But even in this landscape where where future is 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 uh touted or or young thug or any any of these people to to be out here putting out mediocre ass music and thinking that people are going to be supporting you on your fashion endeavors and shit like that. We don't care about that shit at all. Like you got to put out this fire ass music. That's all we care about from you, Kanye West. Like all we want is for you to put out good ass albums, man. And he's tweeting all day about all his problems with getting in with these high level fashion designers and shit like that. That might be important to you. That might be that might be your idea of putting your art out there to to the masses like i want people to see my vision in fashion and i think my fashion vision is dope and i think mark zuckerberg should help me share that with the masses right that might be your opinion and that might be dope and we might accept that if you were still putting out dope ass music but all we look at you for kanye west is dope ass music so if you putting out whack ass music and you pining for fucking mark zuckerberg to help you with shit we don't care about that. So now we're looking at you like you're putting out music that feels very half-assed. Like I'm just putting some shit out like and you're more focused on fucking sucking up to these fucking white folks and shit that you want to get down with Nike or Adidas or whoever the fuck he cares about, whatever. None of that shit matters to us. Super Sidebar, what's this ex head chick? Amber Rose? Amber Rose. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't know who that was. But okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of her name at the moment. But yeah, I I feel like his he's gotten so into the idea of being a a force in fashion that his music has lost what it once had, and he can never recover from that. He's not putting out fashion shit that can offset putting out mediocre music. I think he could be he could be done. Honestly, he could be done. Like he needs to, and I, I I do think that he might be. He said some. He had a line on the album that says something like, "What genius ain't crazy," and dude, I just like I don't. That's not a compliment, dude. Like these niggas is dying. These geniuses are like they don't. These these geniuses don't live long. Don't live to old age. But yeah, they don't. And and if you want to die at say whatever forty, and you have something that you felt that you gave to humanity that is impactful, great. But I feel like he's not at that point yet. Like, if Kanye West were to die tomorrow, which I don't want, but, like, if he were to die tomorrow, his discography is amazing, but he's not the Michael Jackson of hip-hop. People are going to look like, oh, Kanye West changed the whole game for hip-hop. They're going to look at Kanye West as a guy who had all the potential in the world, but... 
Kanye, Kanye, he was mis- he was a few sandwiches sort of a picnic. Kanye is gonna be known for his potential and not you know the things he actually did because he 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 could do so much more. He could, and his discography is amazing. It's a incredibly strong discography. We and we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago about his about his discography, and it's amazing. <clears throat> it me. really is, and he has a great discography, and it it will hold the test of time. But he's selling it by putting out mediocre music and focusing on fashion and all that shit that none of his actual fans who who came up with him and who support him and who are here for him, we don't care about your fucking shoes, dog. We don't care about your fucking T-shirts. I'm never going to have none any, of that shit. any Yeezys or any tour T-shirts for $700. And nobody, and nobody cares. Uh, and, no, I mean, nobody I, just, cares. I just want... I would even take... I would take a producing Kanye... Over what I what we have now, I could take a Kanye without him rapping. Just production Kanye. Production Kanye is so fucking dope. Was so fucking dope. Well, I don't even still, think I, think I don't he, even think if he did that now it would be good. I, I feel like if I he think, did that now he'd be he's so fucked in the head at this point. Nah, I, think I don't even think we would fuck I, with it. Anymore. I think his production would still be dope. I don't because, well, because it's not, I feel like he wouldn't even. Like his his production back then was so like soulful and based off dope samples and like just a love for music and I feel like he don't have that no more. I feel like his production would be like it'd be the same shit, kind of shit he's putting out right now. Like this, and I I don't want to I don't want to downplay trying to change the game and do different types of music and shit like that. But I feel like he's trying to do something different. But he's not really putting his all into the music. So he's like, I want to do something different with music, but I also want to do this fashion shit. And he's way more into the fashion shit than he is into the music shit. I feel like if he if he did his production, I feel like it would be lacking. I feel like it would be... Um, it would come off incomplete. I think would be the best way to put it. Like it, it would come off like he didn't really put his all into it. He just did this production shit, but he's really off, off over on the left trying to uh, come with a new T-shirt with holes in it or whatever the fuck he does. Yeah, I mean, I think his focus is, you know, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things too when you think of artists and you know, a lot of a lot of artists when they're really grinding, they really are like, you know, into the music when they get, you know, comfortable. Some artists don't, you know, put into it what they did when they were like, you know, struggling and things of that nature. Well, I think a lot of things, a lot of Kanye's issues probably, I, I think when his mom died, he just totally flipped. And it just seemed like, you know, oh, at, oh, at the, uh, the fashion show, he showed this supposed video game or video supposed to be of his mom yeah. going to heaven. Oh my And his God. mom is like flying through like the clouds and shit, dog. No way. Dog. Yes way. Hey, yes way. Yeah. <laughs> it was nuts, dude. I think his mom had definitely affected a lot of what, you know, he's become. And her death really fucked him up. And it's it's just, yeah, it's just crazy, dog. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he can recover. But the album is, it's not bad. It's not great. It's something that I can listen to, but... Nothing that I'm going to really, I'm not going to tell people like, hey, you got to hear this Kanye or uh, this is something that's going to be on repeat for me in 2016. It's, it's really not. 
Um, it's just it's just there. It just exists, and it's not really anything that has any kind of impact. And it's amazing since he he made a song. It was gonna be like life changing and shit. Like it's the greatest album of all time, and it's like okay, I had I had no. Expect- this isn't even the greatest album that you put out in this decade. I had no expectations of it being that. Just because of the way he is now, I had no expectations. I was just like. I want to hear music from Kanye West. Don't get me wrong. But I had no expectations that this is going to be like fucking awesome shit. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. I mean, the fact that he's, uh, you know, making music, that's a good thing. Keep making music. But I think he's just, at some point, he's just going to bottom out. I think he might have already. I think this might be it. And, And again, I'm not even in the camp of this album is whack. I don't think it's whack. I think it's a... If I were to rate this album, I'd give it like a B. I don't I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. I think it's solid. I think it's okay. But I think when you're talking about Kanye West, a guy who, in my opinion, has put out the best among the best hip hop of this past decade. When you look at the, as someone of that caliber, and look at what he put out just now. It's eh. And I don't know if he can recover because I don't think he cares about the music anymore. I don't think he does. I think I don't, he's all I don't, about I don't, I don't this fashion he, shit. I don't think he cares as much. Right. And, I, and since he doesn't care, he can't recover. So I, I think that... I, I think mean, this is, I think, honestly, even though this isn't a shitty album, I think this could be the end of Kanye's music career. I think he just... I think he should just take on being a dad and just move the fuck on. Yeah, and try to be fucking, try to kick it with the white folks. And like, a, he seems that he really wants to kick it with the white folks. Just kick it with these white folks and make your fucking bougie ass clothes with fucking t shirts with holes in them and charge no, $200 I think, no, for a I shirt. Think, I whatever know, the fuck you, know you know what? do. Fuck, fuck kicking it with the white folks. I just want the nigga to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Like, see some chick. I just, you know, are you familiar with Ryan Fest? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Brian Fest, you know, used to write for Kanye. Right, right. Um, and I say used to because he doesn't anymore. Right, He left right. the camp. Um, and he says that Kanye needs help. And I feel like that... Ryan Fest is probably the, the, the type of person, the type of people who needs to be around Kanye, but it's probably like, fuck this shit, I can't deal with this shit no more. And because he spazzes out and shit. Like, you can't even say, like, hey, I think this is whack. Or he's going to fucking spaz out on you. He has. He probably has mad yes men around him. Oh yeah, and, and, and that's been a downfall of people. You think from Hammer to Tyson to you know all these other figures we had in our you know in our in our entertainment world who's like you know fell the fuck off, and it's probably all you know because of yes men. I mean, I think we've had you know the greatest Kanye spaz out that we. I I personally I hate. It's funny. I hate saying I personally because I think it's a like a redundant, a, a redundant thing, and I hate it when is. people say it. But I keep saying it. I think that <laughs> me his, personally, his, his that was that's the worst. The me personally though is <laughs> me terrible. Personally. But his best spaz out was MTV when he was talking about George Bush. Like that's when you praise the the spazzing out. Like mm-hmm. nigga, go the fuck off. Right. But this other shit he doing, it's it's how sway. Nah, <laughs> that interview with sway was was was. Yeah, it was it was. Nothing. I don't even remember the content of the whole <laughs> that thing. That was the first. That was the first ingredient in the 
crazy Kanye stew. Like, like we should have seen it coming at that point. And I felt like I felt like Sway was ready to fight if he had to. Oh, he absolutely was. Like Sway, I think Sway was like he he was like uh, yeah, I, I beat your ass, nigga. <laughs> I, th- I, I think Sway would have whooped that nigga up, though. He looked like he would. I, I don't think Kanye could fight. I think he would just lay. I think Kanye is like, you would pin him down and pin his arms down, and he would just be like, all right, man, I quit. I quit. I won't do no more. But as soon as he get out of range, he started talking. Y'all, oh, fuck you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? While he's like getting in this car with his bodyguards and right. shit like that. So, but I don't know, man. I hope I hope the best for that dude. Um and I guess we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the album isn't great. It isn't bad. But it's not going to be any, like, you know, dope list of albums of the year. It's definitely... it. If there was 100 albums in 2016, he would definitely probably still be in the 80s. If <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not. It's not great. I, I can listen to the first half. I think the second half is strong. But the first half lacks for me. And another note on the first half. And actually... I guess aside from the, like the the no parties in L.A., I, I think a lot of the actually the second half is fairly strong lyrically, but the first half is garbage lyrically, like really bad. And like I said, when when he when they put out Watch the Throne, I didn't understand why so many people stand over Watch the Throne. I thought Watch the Throne was really bad, and I think part of the reason what I what I said at the time was that I felt like I've been felt like Jay Z fell off. Like, I feel like Jay-Z just is, like, lyrically, it's just, like, he's just, he's thrown in the towel. Like, he doesn't really give a shit. And I felt like Jay-Z dragged Kanye down on Watch the Throne. Like, I felt like Kanye could be so much better on this shit, but he's, like, on Jay-Z's, like, I'm just, like, balling and talking all this bragging-ass shit, and it dragged Kanye down. Listening to, listening to this album, I feel like, Watch the Throne. I feel like it's kind of like this, uh, the the a continuation of that. Like his lyric lyrically, Kanye was really garbage on the first half of this album, and that's another reason why I feel like he can't recover. Cause like the album is good, but I guess kind of like mediocre. Also, it's like I feel like it's good. It's it's weird to say something is also good and mediocre, but I I feel like it's like it's good music but mediocre lyrically, I guess would be the best way to put it. And his lyrics on this shit is very just meh. Yeah, it's yeah. it leaves a lot yeah. to be desired. I don't I don't want to linger on it for too long cuz we we're running kind of long and we haven't talked about much, but uh yeah, his lyrics yeah, on the first half like, really like, dragged it we've down. We've been on like two and a half topics for like an hour. Yeah. So um, um let's talk about Janice's uh Oh yeah. So shout out to Janice. We haven't talked to her in a good while. Um Yeah, yeah. Glad she's she's hit us up and so forth and so on. So She sent an article and I'm not sure what it's about, so let's let's look at it. Because I, I don't know what pegging I is. I don't even know what to begin with it. This okay. So Title of the article is I've tried pegging with my male sex partners and this is exactly what it looked and felt like. So there's a the the first and we we're we're gonna post a link on our on our Twitter page. The the first picture is a woman with a strap on. And So I, what I gathered is that 
pegging is a woman with a strap on fucking a dude. That's what I think it is. I haven't read the article, but that's what I think it is based off the picture and the context of the headline. All right, so I'm just going to read a few things on here just to right. just, just to get us like, you know, get cool, us cool. and the listeners kind of, right. you know, up to speed on what the fuck pegging was. All right. It wasn't until I was 21 and working as a sales associate at a sex store that I found out about pegging. I always know that anal play wasn't gender specific, but I once learned that women fucking men with a strap on was an actual thing and not and that people enjoyed it. I became totally obsessed. I wanted to try it myself. So then they post a link to pegging for beginners and experts. It's an Amazon link. So you can hmm. actually buy this. So what are you buying? It's a book. Oh, okay. So the book about pegging. Okay. If I was going to broach the subject with someone, I figured I needed some idea what was going on. I had a decent amount of experience on the receiving in anal so she took it up the ass continue <laughs> and i and i knew how painful it could be if done wrong i read several books on on it which gave me a step-by-step instructions on stimulating the prostate which was probably for the guy because women don't have prostates um i listened to interviews of a woman named a woman named strap on joe Hmm. I just wonder what strap Creative on Joe name. Like. Who claimed to be an strap ass on play. Josephine. Who claimed to be an ass play pegging specialist. Hmm. That's funny. All the experts said that practice that the practice actually wasn't all that uncommon, that more men would actually be into it if not for the social stigma. Okay. And then there's another book. Alright, so <laughs> I think I think we can gather that the idea is women fucking guys in the ass with a strap on. So, do we know why? Did we talk about this on an earlier podcast? Talk about what? Women fucking dudes in the ass with a strap on? Because I oh like I, the I whole like that's up there. Oh no, yeah. Because we've I don't I don't feel like we've covered. This. Then why she send it? Um, Didn't the email say something like I feel like this relates to one of your earlier podcasts? Like. Yeah, she says remind remind me of one of your podcasts. Maybe just ass talk, but oh, well, I feel like I feel like we have likely. to like yeah we've had, we've had ass talk. <laughs> that, like, that's definitely come up on several occasions. <laughs> what? Oh, so I'm just reading. I'm I'm reading another part of the story. Um, so I guess she's like interacting with her dude, and she says, "I moved slowly the entire time and took great care." to stroke, not poke his prostate, which was about the size and texture of a walnut, but soft like a ripe peach. So she actually... How would she know what it felt like? See, that's what I I was just about to say the same fucking thing. Like, how do you know, like, what this man's prostate feels like? Yeah, or or the size of it. And you're wearing a strap on. Yeah, so I'm going to skip through. It says... Once I had some prostate experience, I confidently asked almost every guy I hooked up with if I could finger his butt. <laughs> this was met with mixed reactions, but I, <laughs> but I used any rejection as an opportunity to talk about why it was worth considering in the future. Over the next year, I fingered at least 
six or seven more butts. I was incredibly <laughs> eager to experience the, the wide world of prostates and to pleasure the masses. When people are into it, I really didn't need to encourage them or let me stimulate them this way. It seems as though they had been thinking about it in the back of their heads for a while and was waiting on someone to come on along who was into it. So basically she found dudes that was like, I kind of like this shit. Mm-hmm. A year later, I moved to Detroit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I discovered to- a black man named Otis. No. Right. <laughs> a year later, I moved to Detroit and met a guy who was just as enthusiastic. <laughs> this is probably why she sends us an article. Yeah, I think it is. This, this is why. <laughs> a year later, I moved to Detroit and met a guy who was just as enthusiastic about blood butt play as I was if not more. His name was Michael underscore Aaron. Dude, oh shit. So funny. <laughs> he was actually more sexually open minded than anyone I've ever been with and was down to try out anything I was interested in. It wasn't long before we began dating and we were already discussing how we can make my pegging dream a reality. I think we gotta finish the story. Just cause <laughs> just cause. It felt like all my previous experiences had led to this moment. A day when I would don a cock of my very own. So I set out to find a perfect harness and dildo. Oh, I wanted a toy that wasn't much bigger than two fingers than the two fingers I've been using on my boyfriends. And I had a good idea of what I was looking for um, in my days of working at a sex shop. I had to sip my drink. Since I was in a new city, I stopped by a shop I've never been before. When I found my way to the dildo section, I inquired <laughs> about something on the slimmer side. Quote, what? You don't think that he can take this? A girl replied. So I guess she was in a shop and she found a, a certain size dildo. Um, he said it was like porridge. Like this right, dick is right, too right, big. Right, right. Like, like, oh, you know, this, right. this dick is just right. Like, I think that's what it was. So I guess she was like, you know, I guess the girl thought that she was shopping for her to stick in her. And she right. Like, right. She's like, nah, nigga, this one, nigga. And, <laughs> and so she like lay off, bitch. I'm, I'm trying to fuck my dude. Blah, blah, <laughs> this blah. Is my nigga. I'm straight. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess, you know, she found blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right so when my boyfriend came over that night we spent a few moments just cuddling while i wore my strap on (laughs) now we both had penises (laughs) i love these transitions we were watching netflix and then we both had penises dude like like yeah netflix and pegging like (laughs) (laughs) hashtag that's a good hashtag Hashtag Netflix and begging. We, we episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait in the morning while hashtag Netflix and begging. <laughs> this is hilarious. Why? Okay, we cut up while I wore my strap on. Now we both had penises. We played around a bit. I smacked his dick with mine, and <laughs> and he gave me a brief blowjob. Oh my gosh. It was truly bizarre, but also a sight unlike anything I've ever seen before. Then, as he lay on his back, I lubed up the end of the dildo. Right before I took the plunge, we exchanged loving smiles, and he said he was ready. <laughs> okay. 
do you need to read more? Are we good? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really need to read more. So the part that, that makes me wonder is that he gave me a blowjob part. Because I've always wondered, like, so, so, say you, you're watching a porn, right? And it's two chicks, and one of the girls has on a dildo, and the other girl is, like, treating the dildo like a dick and giving it a head. What, what does that do for anybody? Because the person wearing the strap on doesn't feel anything. The person sucking it doesn't feel anything because it's like you're not giving the other person any pleasure because they can't feel anything. So what what purpose did it serve for him to suck the dildo, suck the strap I on? I don't know what purpose. Like, that I, I don't get that. What what purpose is that? Nobody feels anything from that. I feel like they're both just sitting there like, well, this is awkward. Like even if you enjoy it, like okay, well, this is interesting. Like. But you can't derive any actual... Well, I can't say you can't because maybe you can derive pleasure from the thought. But, like, there's actually no physical pleasure. Because you're wearing a strap-on, so you don't feel shit. And then he's sucking the strap-on, so he don't feel shit. Other than a strap-on in his mouth. And then he can't derive pleasure from pleasing you because you don't feel shit. So, what's the point of that? Yeah, I don't get that part. Um... The story, I'm just reading through the story. The story actually ends that she pleasured his prostate and he... Was pleasured. Was pleasured. <laughs> so I guess the million dollar question here is, would you let your wife fuck you with a strap on? <laughs> um, absolutely not. Yes. No, okay. No, <laughs> um. You know, it's funny. Me, me, and Hart, we've actually had conversation about the whole pro- milk in the prostate, and oh, that's interesting. I would think that if you had, well, not if, because you just confirmed you did, but I would, I would think that having that conversation would not be something you would admit to having. No, I, I feel like you know, as a married man, you know, you have those conversations with your wife, and okay, um, she's heard, she's not heard the diaper changing episode okay good but she good. she referenced it randomly she references it even though she hasn't heard it she hasn't heard the actual episode but she knows of the oh episode. okay okay all right all right and so um we we randomly joke about Would you it you like me to change your diaper with this dick <laughs> so she's like so you you let the you let some random bitch change your diaper but you know like do you want me to i'm like no i don't want you to change my diaper <laughs> And so forth. But so. she's talking about. But it's different, though. It's, it's one thing to have it with a tongue. It's another thing to have a full insertion with a strap on. That's oh no, we, that's we, two totally different. Oh no, we haven't we haven't talked about uh, um we haven't talked about those strap ons. No, that's never entered the conversation. Oh okay, no, not at all. Um, but it's <laughs> like shit. So you you won't let a girl lick your ass, but you you ain't gonna let me fuck you with this. Like, <laughs> that would be a horrible conversation. Like, what do you? That's mean? what I thought like, the conversation was. Oh like. no, she no. She, we was yeah. It never mind. It doesn't even matter. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the whole milk and the prostate thing was kind of like I'm like no, I don't I don't want you to like 
milk my price. No. But then it's like, and then it, it opens the question like, you know, what is off limits as a couple? And it also makes you wonder is something off limits because of the public stigma or because you are genuinely uncomfortable with it? So, like, say, for instance, like, if you you have this conversation, right, is it a thing where I don't want you to do this to me because I don't want it or I don't want you to do this to me because it's generally unaccepted for a straight male? Well, I think it's, yeah, you, yeah, that, that that is a good question. That's, I think, is the ultimate I think that is the ultimate question that can, that, that can, it really boils can, down to. Can your can your woman can your female partner? Don't hey 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't can't fucking use, say female. Can't, huh? use, can't use the word female. Irrational <laughs> bitches are gonna get mad <laughs> if you say female. Can your lady partner turn you gay by doing? <laughs> turn you gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole car, that whole, that whole thing just sounds stupid. It does sound so dumb. <laughs> it sounds, but stupid that actually, is, but that actually is kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. it is kind of dumb. Can, can your in theory? Can your <laughs> can your heterosexual acts turn you in homosexual? <laughs> and that sounds the that's like that sounds like the dumbest shit ever. It does. It really does. Like I've seen I've seen videos where um, ever seen it's it's I've seen this one video. It's like the dude is like on his back. And her his legs is up, and the woman is like, she's still on his dick, but she's like, it almost looks like she's fucking him. Mm-hmm. And the question was, is that gay? I'm like, how can it be gay if the if this <laughs> is a man and woman interaction, right? And there's no toys, no nothing. There's just him on his back, and the way he's positioned, his legs is in the air, and she's like on him, like riding him. But the way the interaction is, it looks. I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how? Yeah, it 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 don't really make it doesn't really make any sense. I think I think a lot of the stigma comes from more from what's generally accepted more so than what a individual is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for most men, it's more of just like. The act of having something in your ass is is um, associated with gay shit. Yeah, so it, it, they're I mean, automatically gonna it. be like, "Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not. I don't like nothing in my ass because that's gay." And so you're gonna be defensive, and you're gonna be just like, just kind of like standoffish about it. And it's it's more about that than it is about. I don't think that would pleasure me in any kind of way because i think like science generally states that a man can draw pleasure from that so it, it doesn't really boil down to the pleasure aspect it boils down to what you're comfortable with or what you're not comfortable with so i mean it's that's a wild ass that's a wild ass thing I, to have to deal with let's i for think a man. i think we should do i think we should do Please don't a, say an experiment. Uh, no, not, not at all. <laughs> I was definitely not going to say experiment. But I would like to say we can get some um, listener input. But I don't think the- anybody would. I don't think any. I don't think any like hardcore heterosexual male would even be honest about that. Because I feel like if you if you gather, let's just say twenty guys, right, and you say, 
um, given 100% chance of amazing orgasm, how likely would you be to accept a woman fucking you in the ass with a strap on? How many of those 20 guys would be like, all right, I'll try it. I mean, I guess and then fun. even even more interesting is, say you got those 20 guys right, and you got 15 of those guys who think like, this might be the best orgasm of my life. You know, but what? I can't do it because that's just gay. So you think we need? So like, so you think, so you think we need like anonymous? I think answer. it would. I think we kind of have to be anonymous. You know, I think we do. I think we need to do an ask as ask, ask XM page. I I don't know what that is. But, Here, see, I mean, like, I know what it is, but I so I do. So it's like but basically an ask XM is ask FM. It's like a or the ask FM. Basically, you could post public questions and you get anonymous answers. That could work. That could work. I, I, you know, for, I've been thinking about that for our uh, for our Twitter page, just because I think sometimes people want to answer questions and not be known to answer questions, right? And so maybe we'll do that. And maybe we, if we can get some answers next week, maybe we'll continue with it. If not, you know, fuck it. Obviously, if we don't get nothing, no answers, though, we'd be like, you know, the hell with it. But maybe we'll see. So, anything else? Are we good? Um, well, we were running kind of late, so I'm, uh, the little topics that I have, I'll probably save them for another time, because a couple of them are, long I guess, no, timeless, like, they're not too relevant, like, um, okay, you haven't even seen Deadpool, so there's really no point talking about that. I'll see it by next week, so. I have some tweets that I wanted to talk about, but those will be, like, a long conversation, and we're running kind of late, so fuck that, and then the, the Grammy talk. Grammy talk will be outdated by next week, but part of the Grammy talk is less about the Grammys than it is about the reactions that I saw. That, that's still and that be, doesn't that's really have any time. Yes, that's still we can talk time about. bearing either. So that's still can be talked about. Uh, cool. Yeah, so I I think we can wrap it up. That's cool. Well, uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, Garden Isles uh, <laughs> email. Definitely was uh, fun entertainment and added like you know much uh, conversation. Uh, special shout out to uh, Tam and Beta the Great for their questions. And uh, if you ever will send us questions, you can always send them to our email, what up the podcast, uh, what up the podcast at Gmail, or our Twitter page, what up the podcast, or our Facebook page, what up the podcast. Or if you don't know any of those and you just really want to send them to our individual pages, it will be Blame Otis or Michael underscore Aaron. Yep. And. Other than that, that was a good wrap up. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, peace. Peace. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to stop it. Yeah, he yeah, stop all right, it. Yeah. peace. <laughs> peace.